0: Too Many Comics, Episode Two Hundred and Seven. Brooks, when we last left, uh, I was describing to you how awful, awful, awful the Dragon Ball Evolution movie was.
1: Have you at least watched the trailer? I did watch the trailer. I did. And your thoughts? Um, so I mean, again, this is one of those things where I mean, my connection to Dragon Ball Z is tertiary at best. But as it happens, uh, a buddy of mine up here is also a fan of the show, and I I asked about this whole thing and he was like uh uh oh yeah bad so (laughs) (laughs) so so i i put it on like yeah i have a like a big-ass mac at work and we threw it up on the screen and my initial takeaway was i thought everybody on this show was asian and that's (laughs) (laughs) that that was my initial thing and i think that's that apparently it was a you know we're talking 10 years more than 10 more Uh, else. of that being like a, like a, yeah. Um, Justin Chatwin, it was the person who played, I guess, Goku? Goku. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, who I know from things like, um, shameless and war of weeds. the worlds, but weeds. a random character in weeds, which is coming um, back by the way. Super weird. Is it
0: really? Somebody bought it. Stars. Maybe some, some like second, third tier, uh, pay channel like that bought it
1: and they were reviving it. Well, in any event, um, it, uh, it, it, okay. So then, okay. So I watched that and then there's also a, like, you know, that, that whole like channel on YouTube where it's like everything wrong with blah, 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 blah. Yes. Okay. So I watched that afterwards and that made it even more like, yeah, this is terrible. Like <laughs> this just randomly plays watermelon during the fight scene. Somebody greenlit that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, Again, for, 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 I, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a noob to the whole thing, but it would seem like a no-brainer that there are so many people out there that have a real soft spot, if not a like a real passion for the whole Dragon Ball Z. I'll even call it a genre. They really, really uh, have a certain feeling for this thing. I, yeah. I don't I don't understand it.
0: The animated movies are great, and they've when it came back from the original creator of the last. You know eh, probably the last five years they actually played those movies on you know theaters select theaters had those available Theaters, yeah this is like well, but I, 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 I'm I, on the Wikipedia now the budget was 30 million dollars which seems low considering like the effects and stuff you would need to make Dragon Ball Z happen on live action right and box office take was 58 point two million
1: so it made some money yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know, know if that
0: budget takes into account, like, marketing and stuff. Uh,
1: I doubt it. Well, yeah, but yes, also, like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's surprising to me that they couldn't make something that is just at water as Dragon Ball Z not be successful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I did watch it, and I even delve further, so get off my back.
0: <laughs> um. All right, well. Hulu cancels Runaways season three will be its last, which is about to kick off in two weeks. I want to say,
1: yeah. So there's there's been a lot of like you know argument about, you know, again, is it shocking? No, but you know, I, I thought the Runaways was, was was a pretty pretty well put together TV show. Uh, I, I, it's debatable how you feel about Cloak and Dagger. My debate is is not very good, but nevertheless, it got a, it got a second life on this show. And you know, once once this concludes, that's that's the whole thing where Marvel, you know, MCU can't pick it up proper for like two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, so that kind of sucks. Although, yeah, listen, I'm gonna say something, and I, I'd be curious about your thoughts on this. I still don't agree with the casting of Molly. I'm sorry. No. I, I don't like what they did. I don't like way they did. it. Like the it. Changing to Molly Hernandez, and yeah, it Maybe. was super weird. It, it, it was like and it was bitches. like the one
0: one offshoot that they did. Like everything else was like pretty much to the book.
1: I mean, if you want to make her a diverse character, fine, but she's not supposed to be sixteen. She's supposed to be like twelve. Yeah, younger, ten. Yeah, that yeah. that that that's what made her like you know that much more like you know of a curious addition to the team. I didn't like that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah they had good creators behind it. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching
0: season three and seeing it play out. Um, You know, these straight to Hulu shows, like, uh, you know, Netflix is such a big brand. Amazon is just with however many people subscribe to Prime and you get their videos. Uh, You know, I don't know how big the audience is of people that subscribe to Hulu and then the people who would be interested in a show like Runaways, like these offshoot characters that not many people have heard of before. Uh, So I never figured the ratings would be that great. So, you know, I'm kind of surprised that it went to Hulu. Also surprised that it lasted three seasons. Much like I'm surprised at the current book is at issue 27. Uh, and, you know, I would still love to see these characters spring up elsewhere. But uh, I imagine it would have to be, like, completely rebooted. Just, like, give it a few years and maybe they make a Disney Plus TV show or
1: something. But, I mean, I thought Old Lace looked pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. They managed to get Elizabeth Hurley to play Morgan Le Fay.
0: Yes. It's probably, like, the best... Um, you know, the best little comic, comic book show that no one's watching.
1: I guess. But, uh, no, but, but what I am watching is The Watchmen, Do This is true. God, this show's so good.
0: Episode 6 tells the the show's take on the backstory of Hooded Justice. Yeah. Who we know from the books is the only Minutemen to, to sort of not have a um, origin story told. So that was open for interpretation. And... You know, a chill, like, I mean, it's just a a chilling episode of how it's put the, of, of being in, in the hood when he's being hanged, um, you know, crazy good film work, uh, awesome show. I can't believe there's only three episodes left. I've been like Mm. soaking in everything about this. So I follow, I think it's the Hollywood reporters has a, uh, a watchman specific podcast and then the ringer, their TV show, uh, podcast has dives into it after each episode I'm like fully immersed in all things this television show
1: it's just so great it's just so well I mean I didn't think I was even gonna enjoy um, what I thought was gonna be the full like flashback episode which which is what we just got episode mm-hmm. six um, I still liked it I really did and by the way I did I I, I also read the you know the sidebar books and interviews so I did, you probably saw this that um, every episode where we see uh, okay, it's either Ozymandias or Ozymandias. You take your pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been one year each time we see him again. Huh. That's a that's a, that's a fact.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: So so we're you know six seven years in now that we see this. So just, like just that's just an extra layer of storytelling that's happening. So much going on. Hence all the dead clones. Yes.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I can't believe you know they're they're it's hugely successful. I imagine there will be talk of a second season as of right now it's they're sort of just focused on doing all this great work for these ten episodes nine episodes it's nine episode season um you know I don't know it might just be like a Damon Lindelof does one season of this and just puts everything into this one story I could see them picking up someone else to direct and write and everything to either one continue the story as it is or I don't know do you watch you, you watch the Fargo TV show right? Yes, I did. I I feel like you could just do a bunch of Watchmen seasons like that, too, where you just pick up in these different spurts of time. Like it doesn't have to be a continuous story of, you know, let's pick up where the last season left off. Like, you know, (laughs) since this one is 30 years from the movie slash book, you know, just pick up some other random time and tell a season's worth of stories.
1: Well, I mean, again, you know, Daniel Lindelof, who I know best from uh, The Leftovers. Did you watch that show? Uh, no, but I I know a lot of people that that, that did like it. Uh, the- uh, so same so idea where it wasn't necessarily like, and tomorrow, where each season was a really it was it was there was there were characters that were carried over. Um, they weren't leftover. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> thank thank you, uh, dad jokes. Um, from prior seasons, but they but they managed to make it work for the show, and I I, I just you can tell a lot of work went into this narrative and how they're going to sell this 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 whole season and it it's just so intricate that i i wouldn't want anything less from season 2 i don't i don't want to wait 5 years or whatever it is but like i just it's just so well done i don't know what the what the numbers are i don't know like what the you know, popularity is, you, you seem to know more than I do. I just know that anybody that I know that I talked to you about this show is like, hell yeah. Great show. It's my favorite show of the year for sure.
0: I would probably agree. Uh, are you, has there only been, how much of the Mandalorian
1: is out there? Three? One episode, three episodes. Yeah, I think three. Okay. I'm, are you caught up on that? Nope. Episode one loud right. and proud.
0: Um, I just got some up uh, from my brother who had asked if I was watching it. Uh, I have not looked at it yet. Um, I've read some of the, some of the reviews and know about the baby Yoda stuff and, and whatnot. Um, he says that, you know, he's a bigger, much bigger star Wars fan than I am. says, it's okay. I think people are going a little overboard with the praise. Would you agree from your one episode of watching?
1: Well, episode one was not well thought of. So, I mean, I think that I'm not in a position to say <laughs> if it's like overly or underly uh, praised, but I, I, the thought that I, the, the what I kept hearing was like, give it some time. So if he's current, he would do better than I would.
0: All right, then take it as gospel. Let's talk some books. So two debut reviews this week. First up, we've got Batman White Knight presents Von Freeze Number One. This is. I guess you'd call this a a, a one shot from the Curse of the White Knight book uh, that that we know and love, written by Sean Murphy. Um, and just to preface this, I don't know if you if you caught the little his note at the end of this is that um, originally intended this story to be part of Batman White Knight Volume One, but I ran out of space. So think of think of this one shot as a deleted scene that falls between issues number six and number seven of Batman Curse of the White Knight. Something secret about Mister Freeze.
1: Okay, so here's what I have to say about this. First, I was disappointed that it was not drawn by Sean Murphy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the point was. I'm sorry. I I just I just I just I wanted to be a real integral piece of the story. And maybe I'm stupid. You know, I am stupid. But I I didn't think it was necessarily necessary uh, to what we've been getting from, you know, frankly the white knight first volume and even this latest offering. I know that it involves sort of the, the, the Wayne uh, people background and, and, and all that stuff. It was like, I I could take or leave it unless, yeah, the, the payout of volume two somehow makes this super relevant. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Is there, yeah. I mean, it seemed as, as though like a, not as bad as those one shots from wicked and divine. Or it was telling like those Wicked Divine one shots were telling a story, um, maybe like 200 years ago or at some other point in time that you didn't really need to know whatsoever. But if you were super into it, you got some sort of backstory. Um, yeah, it just, I just, I read something like this and it obviously is, you know, written well, uh, even though it's not the artist that we would like to have drawing it, you know, it looks cool. Right. It together, but it just makes me want to read a regular issue of Curse of the White Knight.
1: Okay, right, so let's 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 back up for the people that have not read this yet. So this is a offshoot book that gives the backstory of Mister Freeze mm-hmm. uh, by way of his father, who worked in Germany, yes, and had a partner who was apparently Jewish, Jacob, and next thing you know, the Third Reich comes through, and people are hiding in basements. Experiments are happening. People are getting exposed, and people are taking risks uh, by uh, you know f- for the sake of scientific advancements, but also preservation. And here we are in the present day. I I, I really that that sounds so like pejorative and not respectful of you know a, a piece of of history in our in, in our world but I still isn't really sure like how this jives with the greater narrative of this particular series. Am I, do you, where are you?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, if, if I'm missing some, again, if, if we're not smart enough, if we're missing something, perhaps it'll pay off. in in the finales of, of this book, uh, you know, I, perhaps that, that will be the case. And we'll be like, Oh yeah. And, you know, I'm glad I read that and got that backstory and whatever else. But like I said, it's, It could have just been like, I don't. I don't think this needed to happen as of right now. In the midst of Curse of the White Knight run, if this was like a little, if they did like these one shots in between the two books coming out, or you know something like that, just just almost regular story.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's what I want, and it's not what I got. That's true. I know of, but the cover's nice. Yeah, looks cool. Okay, then we also got uh, Olympia by Kurt Pyers. Yes. So this Yeah, you go ahead and explain this one. No, no, I... Okay, fine. (laughs) So so it's like a meta book within a book. Yes. Where there's a book called Olympia within the book called Olympia. And it's sort of a mythical thing where it's a character who's guarding his home world. that's being invaded by other people and yada, yada. Next thing you know, there's a kid reading this book. On a bluff somewhere, uh, passes curfew, and the main character of the comic book gets spit out into his hometown. And then the dude has he has to leave this kid this guy because he has to get home, mm-hmm. but he steals like his Vicodin, da- Vicodin amongst other uh, painkillers that I guess belong to his father, who's not in the book anymore, and. And then the people that were the antagonist in the book also show up. And that's basically the book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, 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 and, and the thing about it is, and I read the liner notes and this is a book that Kurt Pyers and his father had some type of collaborative relationship about. And there, there, there are other, there are other notes about like this is the most important story I ever told, and I, I I don't know if you, if you read all this, mm-hmm. and and if you if this is in the book, if if you happen to be among the readers or retailers who are holding this book now in screen form, thank you so much because this is the greatest story I ever told, and it's like I feel for that, but I don't feel for the deliverable. I thought it was okay.
0: Yeah, I, I mean it was it was fine. I, I don't know who this uh, like the the story itself. Who like I don't, like what genre would you put this in to like play toward? Like if you read this, you might be interested in Olympia. You
1: know what I mean? Like who who would you recommend this to? Uh, there, there's something. I I'm on the spot, but there, yeah. there 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 are books where a character out of a book joins the quote unquote real world. And a nerdy reader is taking along for the ride. I know, I, know, mm-hmm. I, I know that's. I know that's a thing. I know that's a thing. But I don't know what it is now. And it's like, dude. Like, even as I was, I feel so bad. Kurt Pyers. Like, I want. I want to be on board. But just, I felt like it was kind of clunky in certain spots. And e- e- even this, this character, um, Errol, What was his name? Something with an E. Elon.
0: He's,
1: Elon. There you go. Um, where like, even like his dialogue just didn't feel natural. With I'd be scared as fuck if this person came out of like Metatown comic book that I'm reading. Still, yeah. I, I thought I was all right. Thought I was all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's okay. It,
0: it certainly, it wasn't the worst thing that I've read. Um, you know, some I, I don't quite know how the story will play out, and you know how in depth things will get. Um, it's kind of like a lot of surface stuff at the moment, the, the whole meta thing of reading the book, coming into the book. Um, I mean, coming into the real world from the book, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much is to this kid, Elon, and what exactly is going to play out. And I, I don't know. And I'm not just like,
1: I don't, I'm not along for the ride. And I'm sorry to say that yeah, <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't uh-huh. listen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hopefully he does, and he's okay with it. But I mean, I wouldn't wish away any listeners, buddy.
0: Uh, yeah, that's okay.
1: All right. So anyway, there you go.
0: All right. Well, what else did you get to?
1: Um, so I'm still powering through Irredeemable. This is by Mark Wade. Um, so here's the here's the bad part. So I'm reading the what I thought was the omnibus, omnibus, but I'm reading is what I'm reading is one of two omnibuses. I don't know if that's the plural. Term of this, so whereas I thought that I was trucking through because it's like 472 pages, and I'm like, like I don't know, let's say 317. I'm like, yes, I've learned that I'm 317 of like a <laughs> thousand. I know, but you know, I'm in this. I'm in this. I got power through. Will I read it this weekend? Probably not. I'm gonna be actually. I'm gonna drive my car on Thursday, so there's that for the first time in how long? Um, a- any distance in some time i have not put gas in my car since august and it's God. i know i know it's bad uh why do i have it why do i insure it i don't know but here we go so um but i i you know even if i was still like doing like public transportation which i don't do um i would i would hack away at this but i mean i'll, I'll try I, I do want to finish. It's, a, it's a well-told story i don't love the earth that much but I think that the story uh, is still again going back is what if basically Superman flipped his shit and started just murdering off the J- the Justice League and whole countries because he was just like over your bullshit. That's the whole story. So that's kind of cool. Okay. And and then I read Excalibur number two. Um, Tiny Howard I want to say is doing this. Um, you know it's so good. This is where Cyborg has now become uh, Captain Britain. I found this story a little bit confusing here and there. I do enjoy the art. Don't ask me who did it. Um, but, you know, I like it. So the, the main cast at this point is um, Silic slash Cat in Britain, Rogue is in a Coma, Camp, uh, Gambit, Jubilee, and Apocalypse. So, you know, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it, actually. So there you are.
0: Okay. Uh, and I totally skipped over what we're going to be reading next week. And we didn't even talk about a pre-show. So we're just going to roll with what's in here. Uh, that is Philadelphia number one. This is out of Image Comics. This is a series premiere, Sins of the Father, part one featuring the show-stopping talents of Spawn series artist Jason Sean Alexander and the writer behind such hit shows as Wu-Tang and American Saga, Marvel's Runaways, and stars as American Gods Rodney Barnes. When a small-town beat cop comes home to bury his murdered father, the the revered Philadelphia detective James Sankster Sr., he begins to unravel a mystery that leads him down a path of horrors that will shake his beliefs to their core. The city that was once the symbol of liberty and freedom has fallen prey to corruption, poverty, unemployment brutality, and vampires. Welcome to Killadelphia.
1: Also the only book I could find.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, good enough. All right. So I got to uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha Save Christmas out of Dark Horse Comics. Uh, I automatically saw this come up on my pool list simply because I was subscribed to Hotel Oblivion Umbrella Academy. Uh, So this is super weird. So it's it says co-written by Scott Alley and Gerard Way. Uh, I'm interested in knowing how much Gerard had to do with it. Or if it was just like, a, hey, we just had season one of Umbrella Academy. People seem to like Hazel and Cha-Cha. Let's like try to do something with that. Because never have they done a one-shot like this. And it seems super weird that it's like 10 years in between volumes two and three of Umbrella Academy. Then we get this weird one-shot of the two of them. Uh, if you're fans of the characters the book is just fine you get a lot of funny back and forth between the two of them as much as you'd expect the story of saving christmas and what they go through is i mean it's kind of lame It's, it's really unnecessary um yeah so you're not missing anything if you don't read it if you really like the characters check it out just for the dialogue between the two uh but yeah it's super weird that this is a thing
1: I am looking forward to season two of the show, though. I, keep, yeah, I, I, I I phone on Instagram, so I get stuff all the time about what they're doing.
0: And the only other thing I got to was um, Kelly Thompson's Deadpool came out. Really? Yes. So we missed this when looking at the number ones last week, which, shame on us. Uh, but as I was going through the new releases, as I often do, and I don't just say that people sometimes when we read the number ones, I'll say, Hey, this is one of those things where when I'm perusing the the list of new releases, maybe I'll buy it. Like I literally go through every page, do a quick glance of what's there. I spotted Deadpool, Kelly Thompson's name on it, picked it up. Uh, and here's what I'll say. So as a noted non Deadpool book, the book fan, uh, never really liked the character, um, haven't read in depth much of his stuff. I enjoy the movies for what they are. I mean, they're not, I don't go crazy over them. Like, like a lot of people do, but you know, they're fun enough. Um, there were part, there were things to this that I, that I really enjoyed. So it it was, it was much less the, um, not that Deadpool's like always super vulgar, but his jokes are like childish. Is that like a okay. good word for him? You know what I mean? Yes. It's just like easy jokes that like, gosh, it's just like the tailored to a certain audience that will just laugh at whatever. Um, that, that didn't seem to be the case here. Uh, I think Kelly's a, a much better writer than that. Um, it was similar in vain to her Hawkeye stuff. Um, even Jeff, the Jeff, the land shark shows up in this, um, from her most recent book, uh, off the top of my head, I'm forgetting which one it was specifically in. Um, the one that came out after Hawkeye with, like, the – we read for a little bit. West Coast Adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's carried carried through some funny elements of things that, that people have enjoyed recently from her. And, yeah, it was more – aside from he's fighting these monsters to start off with. Um, there isn't, like, a central villain quite yet until the end when Craven the Hunter is apparently going to show up in the next issue. So a lot of good banter written by Kelly, Uh, nothing over the top, you know, super vulgar and and mindless. Uh, Just him making quips about wanting to take this job, not taking the job, what's going on through Staten Island where people like Spider-Man are, uh, runs into Gwenpool. You know, so some characters that I know, um, I'm not quite subscribed yet, but I do really like Kelly Thompson. I've always been wanting to find a story of Deadpool that I could you know, lean in on at least a little bit to get what some of the hype is that I think this probably has the most promise to, to do so for me by a writer that I enjoy. So, uh, I will keep an eye on it. And again, if I see issue two, as I'm going through, uh, I might give it a look, see. I'm surprised to hear that, but good for you. Well, listen, I'm trying. Okay. You, you hear that Tai on? I'm trying new books. <laughs> We're opening
1: this shit up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, so weekly news. We don't have a ton here, but uh, let's give a little chat. So, the Suicide Squad James Gunn reboot, probably heading
1: for an R rating. I mean, this I feel like is like the way that it's going. And I'm okay with it, man. I really am.
0: They call it, so the headline calls it a reboot. And I mean, I've seen it called a sequel from time to time. It's got a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same cast. Is it, are we like, have we been told that it's for sure. Like, is it not a
1: sequel of the
0: first story? Is it going
1: to be its own thing? I feel like if I had to guess that it is a continuation where they're not going to mention the last movie. That's what I think. Because we're only getting part of the cast. And, you know, they're clearly taking a different direction. So I feel like you could hop onto this without having seen the last one. And that's what it's going to be. That's my, that's my assumption. It's like when I, I made a comment about this years ago where it, w- it was like a Hawkeye book done by Jeff Lemire and the artist. And then six years later <laughs> – se- why are you laughing? The <laughs> artist. And the artist. <laughs> and, and the artist um, it's the same thing. It's it, it, But like you didn't have to be reading the last arc to be on – to this arc. Right. Because the direction they're taking creatively. That's That's my assumption. So I'm looking forward looking forward to this to see how they pull that off
0: to see what James Gunn does with with these characters to see if he brings any sort of he, he obviously knows the um, the secret sauce into making fantastic MCU movies so seeing if yeah. he brings that over and uh, as I'm looking through the news story here this doesn't come out until August 6, twenty one so we're gonna be waiting a long time we could be dead by then this is good Lord. So I'm just going to temper my expectations then, because I've got plenty of time for this to build up. Everything's a bonus. I will have already seen so many MCU Disney shows by then.
1: It would blow your mind.
0: Uh, Joker director sets the record straight about conflicting sequel reports.
1: Okay, so what's the story here?
0: uh, He says, here's the real truth about a sequel, and explain that while there has been clear interest from studio executives, neither he nor actor Joaquin Phoenix have any solid plans for one as of yet. There's not a contract for us to even write a sequel. We've never approached Joaquin to be in a sequel.
1: He signed a three picture
0: deal. I don't know. Maybe you've got the wrong information.
1: Who me or him? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Somebody uh somebody's bluffing here.
1: Well, I mean this is how they do it. This is how they do it. Shall but I seriously. Lie, 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 lie. <laughs> it's Friday night. No, but seriously. Um same thing out of the actress that was I think it's Haley Steinfeld that was like being all coy about playing Kate Bishop, even though it's been all over the place. I say, I saw. Have you seen the, the Joker movie yet? No. You really got to see.
0: It's it. probably gonna have to wait till I can watch it on my TV at home.
1: Well, I'll be home in a couple weeks. Mm. I'm serious, dude. It's going to have some serious hang time. I hope you're ready to hug in person. Hug. <laughs> hug in person. But uh, but seriously, uh, I could I, I can appreciate why some would say this makes for a great standalone film. And I can appreciate what someone would be like, continue this narrative. but And then I read a story, I want to say even today or yesterday, that was like, if they don't bring in super, uh, Superman, Batman into the sequel, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I did see that headline. But it, I mean, it's it's a violent movie. It is a unsettling movie. It's a well-made movie. I told you, I saw it with a buddy of mine that, that makes movies. Uh, if I could just keep saying the word movie in my entire narrative here, (laughs) but, but, um, but it's well made. And I, I can appreciate why somebody would want to see this thing keep going on top of the fact that it's the most successful movie uh, that's R rated of all time.
0: You know, what would be kind of cool if, if now, if it was super violent movie, uh, and they went that route and say they had to keep making these without like using Batman, mentioning Batman. I mean, is there a way that you could do it? Where Batman is sort of just like, it's obvious that he's part of the storyline, but you never see him, nor is he mentioned, but it's kind of like a retelling of
1: Joker killing Jason Todd. Well, is Jason Todd playing Robin in this movie?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say like, it, it just, you know, he kills like this, you know, this hero, Robin, but I don't know. I feel like you could do it in a way that is just... I don't know. He just like goes off on the, like Robin gets away. He's like doing his own thing away from Batman at a time and um I don't know. Clearly Todd Phillips couldn't think this up.
1: Yeah, but I like that that's the go to story you went with, is, is the killing of Jason Todd. Hey, if you tell
0: me it's super violent, that's as violent as it gets.
1: Hey, and that's not true. Um, also when he shot uh Barbara Gordon through the spine yeah, that's and, the and, and, and ramped her off camera. There we go.
0: And then, That's awesome. Because I'm not of the killing, seems- he gets put in Arkham Asylum, and then the trilogy ends with the Arkham Asylum storyline. Oh in which my case, god! You would, need, you would need Batman for that. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, there you go, folks. So this has been recorded. So <laughs> we've already of, thought yeah. this through. So try to steal this idea. Yeah. Ho- Hollywood.
0: All right. Well, listen. That's uh, we thought we we're gonna have a quick show, and we got the normal time in. So uh, tune in next week as we read *Philadelphia* number one. And, uh, chat some other books that we eventually read and get to and, uh, find us online at Too Many leave a review, hit us up on Twitter, and, uh, we'll
1: see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving! I've been reading Too Many Comics!